Hey, it's Jason. Before we get into this podcast episode, quick question for you. And that is, would a private voiceover community help you? Basically, uh, think of it like a place, like an online community to meet, ask questions, encourage others, and get audition feedback so that you can grow as a voiceover actor and grow your business. Is that something that you would be interested in? I've had some students ask me about it, so I just wanted to kind of put a feeler out there and just see uh, if there's any interest in a voiceover community. If you want to see more details about it and give your input, you can do that at voiceacting101.com slash group. There's a form there. You just fill it out. That's got some questions on it, and that'll kind of give me some uh, feedback on whether or not you're interested in it. It's up in the air right now. I'm not sure which way it's going to go, but it is something that has been brought up a few times. So I just wanted to put it out there and see uh, if there was anyone else interested in it. Again, it's voiceacting101.com slash group. I'd love to get your input on it. All right, that's it. Now on to the podcast. Should you ask your clients to sign a contract before you do any voiceover work for them? Is that the best way to ensure you actually get paid for the work that you do? I'm going to tell you what I do when it comes to agreements coming up on this episode of the podcast. Welcome back to the Voice Acting 101 podcast. This is episode number eight. I'm Jason here to answer your voiceover questions in the least amount of time as possible. Today's question comes from Peter. Peter says, whenever I've agreed to record a voice job, it's always been via email or through a third-party site. There has never been a written and signed contract between me and my clients. Should there be an official contract, no matter where the client is, how small the job is, or how fast the client needs it? If my client refuses to pay me, does a contract have the international clout to get me paid? I am with the equity union here in the UK. All right, thanks for the question, Peter. So first off, let me just say, you mentioned you're an equity union uh, member in the UK. I am non-union, so there may be some requirements being in the union when it comes to contracts that you may need to look into, but I'm going to take that out of the equation and just answer your questions as a non-union voice actor. So the first thing I'll say is the only time I use a contract is if the client provides one for me. Some clients have legal departments that require them, and I've got a few clients that I work with on a monthly basis. They send me so much uh, work on a monthly basis, so we have a yearly contract together. But that's something that they've sent me. They've drafted it up and sent it to me. I haven't sent it to them. And the reason that I don't write contracts and have my clients sign contracts before I work with them Well, I've got a few reasons, but first, uh, I believe most people, most clients plan to pay. I believe they want to pay and I believe that they will pay, right? I think that's kind of the big selling point of having a contract. You think that you're going to definitely get the payment, but uh, I think I've come to realize that contracts, having a contract doesn't guarantee that you're going to get the payment. It just means that you can take that person to court and probably get paid, but then you're going to have legal fees in the process and you're going to have to have a lawyer and then go to court and it's just going to be a lot of work to get that payment. It doesn't even guarantee the payment just because you have the contract. Also, I've heard some people say that contracts make you look more professional, but I would disagree. I think it I think it just makes working together more difficult. And I can't imagine creating written agreements for each client or each job that I'm working on. It would just slow my whole process down and it would make it harder to work together. And I like to make it easy for clients to hire me. So for those reasons, the benefits of a contract just aren't worth the hassle to me personally. So instead of a contract, uh, when someone asks for a price and I give one, I usually just add the line at the end of the email and it says, I'll wait for your approval before proceeding. 
And this isn't even so much about getting a yes in writing, although I think that that would uh, hold up in court. I've seen enough Judge Judy in people's court to realize that text messages and emails tend to hold up in court. So it does serve that purpose. But it's more about just being clear with the client that I'm not starting this project until you say go ahead. If I only gave a price, some clients are going to take that like I'm starting the project. Some are going to respond and say, okay, don't start yet. I need to check with someone or I'm still revising the script. So just adding that line serves many purposes. And then I don't want to think about this project anymore. You know, once I send that email, I don't want to have to think about it, but I don't want to forget about it either. So I add a follow-up reminder with this person in Spitfire CRM, which is the app that I use for managing customer relationships. And then I don't think about it until they respond with the approval or I see the reminder to check in with them about it. So there's no contract involved, just the approval line, and it makes the process faster. And it's also maintaining the clear communication with the client. So have I been burned by not having a contract? Sure. If I had to put a number to it, I would probably say in the over 20 years I've been doing it, maybe $2,000 of unpaid accounts. But... I believe I would have lost more business and income by asking every client to sign a contract, right? Some wouldn't do it and others wouldn't want to work with me again. So I'd be losing the repeat business and it would all be because I'm requesting them or requiring them to complete a contract just in just to work with me. Most important thing to remember, if you do get burned, to try to learn from it. What are some of the warning signs that you can look for the next time if there was a red flag that stood out about that client? I find it's usually someone asking for a discount or maybe someone with a sob story about why the payment's going to take longer than usual. And there are many other red flags, but those are just two that I've experienced in the past few years. In general, though, I think people want to pay and I think that people intend to pay. They may forget to pay. So you have to remind them. Uh, Spitfire has a feature called Automatic Invoice Reminders where you can set up reminder emails to go out like 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever you want uh, to remind the client to pay the invoice. So that's been helpful for me. I can uh, just create the invoice and then I kind of forget about the invoice. And if they don't pay, they're automatically reminded to pay the invoice. All right. So the exception to all of this would be a large project that maybe takes weeks or months to complete. If that's the case, then maybe I consider a contract. And that's because the risk of not being paid for those weeks and months of work is just too great. And then that contract starts to make more sense. All right. So instead of asking clients to sign a contract, I'd recommend asking for approval, looking for red flags, and then setting up those invoice reminders. And then in this way, you're still easy to work with. So you're not uh, turning off clients but then you're also protecting yourself from the risk of not being paid. If you have a voiceover question, you can leave it as a comment or just record your question and then upload your MP3 to me using the upload button in the links section below. Don't forget to check out the links and resources section. And let me ask you now, do you ask your clients to sign a contract? Let me know in the comments below. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.